Welcome to GeoThoughts. I'm Drew Bush. We also wanted to build um, this, uh, how do you say, um, like a, just like an open, open web kind of thing where you can log on and start building away at the city of Toronto. So the vision was to have all of Toronto built in Minecraft and uh, and that's where I came in. I tried to. They hired me to um. To like get get the get the program up and going, uh, but I didn't know how to start. So my research basically consisted consisted of how we would do something like this. That's Ryerson University master student Jackie Lee talking about his work with Minecraft. Lee is a student with GeoThink co-applicant Pamela Robinson. Associate Dean in Ryerson University School of Urban and Regional Planning. Last summer, he interned with the City of Toronto's Office of the Chief Planner. Minecraft isn't so much a game, but rather a destination, a technical tool, and a cultural scene all rolled into one program. Children who use it can engineer complex machines, model the world in cube-like form, shoot and post YouTube videos of their work, and set up servers where they can hang out with their friends. The software, initially launched by Mojang, a Swedish game studio in 2009, now boasts more than 100 million users. Microsoft recently bought it and Mojang for a record 2.5 billion. Uh, yeah, so at the end of it, what I made for the city of Toronto was, uh, was a report that said how to, how to build um, like this uh, server uh, thing, like how to host it and like um, some potential programming that they can do with children, such as uh, like a floor area ratio um, exercise where you can imagine density. So if you're given so however many blocks, you can build like uh, different kinds of uh, different kinds of built form, um, depending on the criteria of the exercise. And uh, yeah, just uh, stuff like that. Lee grew up as a part of the Minecraft generation. For him, Minecraft is just a uh, is a popular computer game um, where you basically uh, craft things. Um, it's kind of like Lego, but uh, on the computer or on your Xbox or PlayStation, uh, on your mobile phone. His work was inspired by another student at Ryerson who wrote a report for the city of Toronto on the educational potential of a tool such as Minecraft that engages students with sometimes complex computer science in an immersive environment. Lee is not alone in GeoThink as a researcher working to determine how Minecraft can empower communities in urban planning decisions. And um, from there, I asked them specifically about um, different contexts within which Minecraft could potentially be used, different scales, like for instance, a committee of adjustment, or yeah, you know, larger scales from there, like a um, official plan review, or uh, I'm sort of asking, what do you think? Would this work in this context? What are your sort of initial impressions? That's Lisa Ward-Mather. On her master's research project, she completed in 2014 at Ryerson University, also with Robinson. She's describing her work interviewing 12 planning officials to determine the usefulness of Minecraft for those working in regional and local urban planning. In 2014, she graduated as the recipient of the Ryerson Gold Medal for her thesis work that was cited for combining academic proficiency with community engagement in a meaningful way. It wasn't an interview with Minecraft experts by any means. A few of my respondents had encountered the game in a, a very, you know, 
uh, not very intensive setting. They never wanted to really sat down and played extensively. But um, luckily, Minecraft is not a terribly difficult thing to explain to someone, especially with visuals. And um, I was able to get some some really interesting observations from the people I spoke to. Her project interrogated whether planners felt open to using Minecraft and whether they thought it would engage the public. She also asked what possible benefits and obstacles they foresaw in specific applications. Her findings largely showed that it could be a useful tool for engaging the public in planning decisions, but obstacles such as its cost as well as the cost of equipment needed to support it could limit use. Mather's work did not stop after her graduation. I um, was in communication with um, a staff member from the Office of the Chief Planner at the City of Toronto. And they, I mean, as you know, they're interested in um, trying new, like using new tools in different ways and engaging people in ways that maybe they're not used to being engaged. And so they were interested in seeing um, what could be done with the game. So we, after some discussion concluded that one possibility would be to have them send me some SketchUp files, Google SketchUp files of a corridor in Toronto and to produce a Minecraft world that had both what that corridor looks like right now, uh, what it would look like in the near future when there were more mid-rise buildings um, lining the sides of the street, and then in the far future when the entire corridor is lined with mid-rise buildings. Hmm. So I, after a fair amount of experimentation, and uh, uh, <laughs> this is something I've, I've never done before, so I, I looked at what various tools that were available online, and I was able to produce um, those three uh, models within the same Minecraft world. I built a, a little rail car down the middle of the street so that the user rode from uh, the present to the near future and then to the far future. And uh, I made a, a movie of that, uh, which then they they played at um, um, at a uh, uh, at a at an event that they were holding for the office of the chief planner. This small project has opened interesting possibilities for the City of Toronto to engage citizens with a unique tool like Minecraft. From Sweden to Canada, the Minecraft generation may one day grow up to design the cities of the future. GeoThoughts are brought to you by geothink.ca and generous funding from Canada's Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council.